Recovering from knee surgery is highly variable. It was going to take forever to get better if I was ever going to get better. There's got to be something out there besides a CPM machine, which and clearly isn't helping get me. Active and aggressive with this thing, or I was going to. Need you know, I'm a guy that's not looking to relieve the pain. I'm a guy that's looking to get back in the game. That downtime was not what I wanted. We've spent the last seven years perfecting the recovery system that takes variability out of knee rehab so you can quickly get back to your life. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. The swelling that occurs, the fluid that occurs in the knee, um, what it's composed of depends on how long it's been there. Okay, the longer the swelling is in the knee, um, if you've ever noticed you can push on someone's skin and it stays dipped, those patients have a lot more protein in that fluid. And so what happens as you get that fluid, the, the joint has a, a structure that supports it, okay, the joint capsule, and it's like a balloon. So the more swelling that's in that knee, the tighter the balloon gets. Once that balloon gets too tight, you have a significant limit in how much you can move your knee. Okay, when that happens, you don't move your knee because it hurts, it's uncomfortable, so you keep it still. Keeping it still only creates kind of this vicious cycle of now it doesn't move, so I can have scar tissue start to set up. Anytime you put a joint, and as you get older, as we all do, you know, you get, you put your body in a certain position and then you start to move out of that position and everything's like, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't feel so good. And that's also what's happening in a fresh knee joint, especially immediately following surgery. Those structures are not happy that they've been disturbed. They like to be where they are, they don't want to be cut, and that has all happened. And so the body's natural system says, I'm going to limit how much motion I want this knee to have, and so I'm going to send the swelling in. When you get blood added into the mix, the blood will actually destroy the cartilage and the surrounding tissues. Blood is blood. You don't want blood anywhere else than in your veins and, and in your arteries. I mean, if you look at spinal fluid, spinal fluid is clear, looks like water. It's, it's blood that has been completely and totally filtered. But blood any place besides in the vessels is not a happy situation for anybody. Fibrosis is another way to look at scar tissue. It's, it's scar tissue plus. Okay, some of the scar tissue that we have, you can kind of think of like spider webs, right? And so we can move the knee joint a little bit or the shoulder or whatever joint it happens to be and we can break those spider webs and we can get some range of motion back. Fibrosis is more like duct taping the joint. Okay, so now you have a, a good amount of scar tissue that has set up in that. And so when that happens, also the, the, the components that make up something that's fibrotic versus something that's strict scar tissue is they're a little bit more intense. They're stronger, their tensile strength is stronger, they're thicker. Um, so fibrosis compared to kind of what I would consider normal scar tissue is just really kind of scar tissue on steroids and it's a lot harder to break through. Um, usually those are the people that need the manipulations because they've had that, um, that fibrotic tissue start to set in. And so that's 
the difference really between kind of general scar tissue and something that's, that's gone fibrotic. The why of fibrosis has a few different um, components that back it up. Uh, the when is based on the patient. The less I move, the sooner it happens. If genetically I'm prone to scarring, the sooner it happens, the bigger it happens. Um, you know, you can look at how you scar when you cut your finger and how your body responds to that is a pretty good clue of what's going to happen on the inside. We've seen people that have those really big, bumpy, kind of gnarly looking scars. Um, those patients are more likely to have that same kind of body response on the inside. And so the, the when of the fibrosis uh, depends on genetics. It depends on how long you want to sit still for. It depends on things like, you know, I had a knee replacement and then I had an infection and then I had another knee replacement. And so if you have all of these other things that, that come with it that limit your ability to move that joint, you're going to get that fibrosis a lot faster. Um, and so the when and the why kind of combine and, and based on genetics and, and kind of extenuating circumstances, but certainly the less you move the knee, the less frequently you move the knee, the more likely you are to build in that kind of block. And it really is, feels like a block um, when you get patients that have that. It's, it's not as springy as, as you get when you kind of push them as it is when you get just a general scar tissue. I think X10 helps prevent scar tissue in general. Right? If we can prevent general scar tissue, we certainly can prevent scar tissue on steroids when you talk about something like a fibrosis because you get in and you get moving early. We've had physicians who love the progress of their patients so much, they don't want to put the CPM in the hospital. They want to bring X10 into the hospital. Okay, And that's, that's amazing to take someone who's an orthopedic surgeon, who's been an orthopedic surgeon for a long time, who's relied on the CPM for a long time and have them say, I don't want to do that anymore. I like the X10. I like how it works so much. I'm going to do it even sooner, right? I want that patient on the X10 the, the hour after they come out of surgery or, or in those kinds of parameters. And so um, X10, as far as preventing fibrosis, I think is, is absolutely what it does. Um, but beyond that, I think if you have a patient that has fibrosis, in their knee or has some kind of a contracture, you can also bring X10 in in that situation because the ability to alter the hold times on the machine, so I can hold in a position for three seconds, I can hold them in a position for longer than that. And so with a fibrotic joint, I just need to hold longer. And so I can still do those things if a joint's fibrotic and maybe not have to worry about a manipulation. And so in those situations, whether it's preventing the fibrosis or taking the fibrosis and, and at least trying to kind of break through it and, and get some more stretching out of it, I think is very possible using the X10. And I think we've seen it um, certainly in, in the prevention stages, in the prevention stages, and we're just starting now to kind of use it in patients that have contractures and, and have fibrotic joints. Um, to see how well it works in those situations. And it's certainly not just for total knees. I mean, we've seen young kids with ACLs, um, young athletes, we've used it on a variety of different um, patients. Uh, it was created to help patients who had a total knee replacement, but I tell my physicians, I tell my patients, if you have an issue with your knee and range of motion is a problem, let's start here. Contracture is a shortening of the muscle itself. 
So fibrosis is something that sets up, like we talked about, the cobweb or, or those situations, and it connects bone to bone. Contracture is an actual shortening of the muscle, the tendon, um, so that the because it's been in a short position for so long, you know that whole use it or lose it? That's real. <laughs> that really happens. And so if you don't move that muscle, it's going to contract. It's going to stay short because that's all it's ever had to do. Um, and that's why sometimes strengthening after a knee replacement takes longer because you didn't have that range of motion before. If you had a knee and that knee was only bending to 70 degrees, then the quadriceps knew that it had to work from 70 to zero, and that's all the quadriceps had to do. And the hamstrings only pulled the knee back to 70 degrees. They didn't pull it back any further, right? So those muscle fibers that exist after 70 degrees on either side of the joint, they're on vacation. And they like being on vacation. And when you ask them to start working again, they, it takes a little bit of time for them to remember what their, what their goal was, what their target was, what their job is. And so we see that being able to kind of miss that mark or miss that loss um, because we can get that range of motion faster. We can get those, um, those muscle fibers to start firing a lot faster. And certainly in our patients that, that get to outpatient with the X10 who really were significantly limited in their range of motion prior, we're, we're able to see that strengthening over that longer range happen faster. Because with the X10, we can focus specifically on this particular range and be very accurate with it because of how we can set the machine. I'm Dr. Justin Trosclair, host of two-time Podcast Awards nominated A Doctor's Perspective podcast. I interview doctors in and out of my profession about their specialties and the occasional non-doctor special guests. But we also go behind the curtain and see what's working for their marketing, overcoming struggles, practical knowledge, book choices, and relationship advice. Join me on any podcast app on your phone or visit adoctorsperspective.net for the show notes pages and free resources. I want you to have an abundant home life as well as a thriving practice. So come on, take a listen. To learn more, visit x10therapy.com, 1-855-910-5633. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It helps people find us. X10, back to full strength.